Hello, assembled listeners. This is the Weird World Podcast. I'm Bean. I'm Eve. I'm Carrie. Carrie is going to bring us something today. She's going to lead the way. And something that, of course, true to her form, she does not tell us anything about it whatsoever. First, yes, we're going to do a little listener shout out. Right on. I keep meaning to do these and then I keep forgetting, but we're going to shout out Deborah D. What's up, Deborah? Is your last name just an initial D E E? Are you not saying? I'm not saying. Okay. It starts with a D. But she reached out to us. I got an email. She wants to be a Patreon. Wow. So, of course, she's our favorite right now. <laughs> but also, it means she likes listening to us, which is always wonderful to hear. So, we're going to start doing that, I think, regularly. So, if you give us a good review. <laughs> And I happen to read it, then we'll mention you on the podcast. Right on. Okay, okay. So here's what we're going to talk about. You're not going to tell us. Have you ever heard of the Leatherman? Ooh. Okay. This sounds. This could go in a lot of directions. Sounds. Sounds kind of scary. Does it? Yeah. Don't you Mm. think? Some people might sound a little sexy. Yeah, in different circles, (laughs) it's got a different connotation. Well, it also is the name of a of a of a handy dandy tool. The Le- Leatherman tool. That's a tool? Uh-huh. That's like a person those- who uses the tool. No, no. It's an interesting way to describe a sex toy. <laughs> <laughs> it's the, I think it's the name of the company, but it's like one of those multi-tools. It's got a screwdriver and a hammer and a really? screw in it. It's a- called the Leatherman? Yeah. Never heard of it. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, I, do, they, do you think they get a lot of misdirected probably. traffic on their website? Oh, probably. 100%. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, we are talking about a real live human being called the Leatherman. Called the Leatherman. Wasn't there? Isn't there a Leatherman like a movie franchise murder or something like that? Called no, nothing. The their face, seeing. I think. Yeah. Is his name. Oh, it's, yeah, maybe that's what I'm thinking. That of. sounds familiar. Okay. This does sound like it should be yeah. Texas a Halloween Massacre. World. Yeah, is that Leatherface? I think it's Leatherface. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I think it is too. This, this is a different. This is like a cousin, or is no? No. Okay. Probably no relation. No relation. This one okay. also is not scary whatsoever. Oh well. Well. But there is going to be some kind of Sasquatch activity or mm, radioactivity. Maybe. Oh. Okay. Well, you know, around the time of the Civil War, mm-hmm. like around 1860-ish, there were. Oh, starting timeline. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. There were lots of men kind of just wandering around. The countryside. Just vibing. You know. Chilling out. Soldiers. Waiting, waiting for a war to displaced start. Displaced soldiers. Wait, 1860? Displaced soldiers? That seems... Oh, that's true. They couldn't be. No. Hmm. Well, maybe afterwards they were. <laughs> <laughs> Should I put 1866 or something like that? Or Well, nah. We're going to okay. start it around right. 1860. But All so right. they were wandering around looking for work on farms and such. Maybe looking for a meal place in a barn to sleep for the night. I don't know, was the country going through some sort of depression around then? In 1860? Yeah. I don't think so. Hmm. Apparently this was happening. Okay. All right. See, after the war, it makes a little more sense. I know. That's why I initially thought that. Okay. But yeah, that's especially before the war. Can we just just start up and pretend it was right after the war? (laughs) This has to be before Civil War? Yeah, you know. Okay. No. All righty. Then we're going to go 1866. We're going to start over. Everybody assumes she said 1866. Well, go. If there was a caption when the story started, it would say 1860 question mark. And then Carrie's <laughs> yeah. narration would start. And go ahead. Okay. Geographically speaking, we are located 
in Westchester County. Ooh, Westchester, New York. And what apparently I know nothing of Westchester County. Sorry, East Coast listeners. It's north of New York City. Like the, you know, suburban kind of sort of, but it's up there. Yeah. Like you move to Westchester, you know, maybe you do take the train into the city for work still. I don't know. I feel like that's a thing. Well, this is our that's general you have area. family, so you move up there to a house. Westchester County, Fairfield County, which is Connecticut, I believe. Yeah. It's that general area. Okay. But Westchester apparently has quite a few urban legends and spooky Ooh. stories, ghost stories, murder stories. Go like Westchester. the cannibal albinos Ooh. of Westchester. Well, we need to hear more. You can't just gloss over that. Pretty interesting, huh? Okay. Apparently... If you stop in front of a certain red house on Buckout Road in Pretty West neat. Harrison and you beep the horn three times, okay. the albinos will come out and attack you. That Flesh-eating albinos. Well, yeah, cannibal albinos, <laughs> I guess. They're people, by the Unless way. Unless they're like albino tigers, <laughs> in which case it's kind of okay. Does that not never get annoying to the people who live on that Buckout Road? I, yeah, kind of I don't know. So this is going to go on the list of Weird World Tour. I know, yeah. We'll do that right after. What's that, What else is up in that area? We'll think of something. We're not too far from West Virginia to see the Mothman, of course. Yep, and probably the New Jersey Devil. Jersey there you Devil. go. Mm-hmm. After the Mothman, go to New Jersey Devil, and then to the Cannibal Albinos mm-hmm. of Westchester County. Got it. Well, we're not talking about albino cannibals oh. who will attack you if you honk your horn at them. We're talking about something. Because, you know, that's probably not true. Um, Seems mm, kind of right? rude. Don't be so hasty. We're not not talking about albino <laughs> cannibals. <laughs> Well, our story is true, and this is the true story of the Leatherman. He doesn't have a name. I mean, I'm sure he did have a name, but we don't know his name. He he just wandered around Westchester and Fairfield counties in a very long loop while he lived in local caves. Oh, well, and this is, okay, well, you already established we don't know when this is, but it's sometime around 1868. I will tell you when. You know what? Okay. I. This lifestyle appeals to me. Yeah. <laughs> Caves? Is it the cave yes. part or the wandering loop? The, wander- oh. the wandering loop and just vibing in caves. Yeah. I feel like caves are not quite as a fun place to live as you might it's think. It's probably got crystals in there already. Right. It's got a lot of <laughs> bat true. poop in it, I'm assuming. I feel Generally, one with bats. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, it's getting better Maybe then. you do. I'll get another bat tent. In my experience, caves generally stink of urine. Really? You've been in a lot yeah. of caves, huh? A few. Really? Yeah. I'm just learning this about you. Yeah. You've been in a few caves, multiple caves in your uh, life. Yeah. I cannot say for caves. a fact I've been in a cave in my entire life. What? Not on a hike? I just don't feel like I have. Not like a deep cave where you can go spelunking and shit. You know, like maybe well, yeah, an overhang or something like that. I mean, a cave where huh. there's going to be like bats. Yeah. And as you say, the smell of urine. Stalagmites. Smell, stalagmites. I've never seen a stalagmite yeah. or a stalactite well, in I my ha- life. Not sure which goes down, which goes up. I think I have, stalagmite goes up. I haven't been be in wrong. that kind of cave. Well, then what are you talking about? Caves in Arizona. All right. The river. And how the deep, river how deep is this cave you've been deep. into? Deep, deep enough to be very dark and scary. Okay. All right. All right. You know what? I take that back. I, I think I was in a semi-deep cave in Texas, in East Texas. There you go. Not super deep. And again, no stalactites, stalagmites, and no um, albino creatures that used to be human, but have evolved no. to eat people. 
like they all do in caves one day. You know what? what? Most abundant food source, that's the next natural way to go. There you go. We should I, be I scared. think she's advocating cannibalism. Not of albinos, <laughs> people, but... Well, the Leatherman was most likely born around 1839-ish. 1839. But he was first spotted around 1857. He he made his route between the Connecticut and Hudson Rivers. And he was called the Leatherman because of the way he dressed. And I'm going to say leather? Assless chaps. Oh. (laughs) Head to toe. Assless chaps. Mm-hmm. In a very heavy, handmade Ooh. leather suit, leather pants, shirt, jacket, scarf, hat, and uh, boots. Uh, you know what? That so cost a fortune oh, from yeah. Gucci. But so, there yeah, are just... certain bars where that would be very popular. <laughs> well. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Apparently, it, he probably made it himself of mm-hmm. old boot tops. Sewn together with leather laces. Yeah. And, you know, leather laces are kind of flat. And he was very particular and meticulous. The laces always had to lay flat. You know, they they would Mm. never be twisted. I'll take your word for it. He was going for a patchwork look. It was was. very patchwork. I love it. He would love it, too. I would love it, too. How do they know? I mean, he could have, like, I don't know, killed some squirrels and stuff like that and leathered them up. Leathered them I feel like up. That's huh? a long process, <laughs> and you have to set it out, and you can't yeah. live your nomadic lifestyle. That's true. So he just got shoes and stuff like that. Okay, all yeah. right. Apparently, his suit weighed about sixty pounds. Jesus, holy moly! And yeah. stank horrifically. And, yeah, it probably didn't smell real great. No. He wore it year round, every single Ugh. day, even in the hottest summer days. And it just had the one. Yeah. So yeah, that's nasty. Yeah. Yep. Uh, we're not going to do a scratch and sniff episode in this one. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> oh, no. So even though he he probably looked kind of scary, like Texas Chainsaw Massacre leather face looking thing. Might have anything on his face. Yeah, did he he may have been mask? a perfectly handsome he, man. He with could have gold. had a little hat for the yeah. sun. A well coiffed beard, I'm assuming. He did have a hat. Okay. <gasps> he probably was not well coiffed. Oh, well. Aww. But he turned out to be very harmless. Yeah. And he was actually very gentle. Wow. He was just fashion forward. A letter or a um, article from the Burlington Free Press dated April 7th, 1870, says the leather clad man rarely spoke, usually only in monosyllables, in grunts and gestures. And it seemed like he was only capable of some broken English. So he may have been so, a foreigner. Yeah. Mm-hmm. German. I'm going to say, given the outfit, let's go German or Scandinavian. Aaron, what's your guess? Um, No clue. Maybe he just didn't like talking. I was going to say. Seems, yeah, I don't know. He just <laughs> okay. seems like a weird dude. I don't think he's... with this shit. He definitely didn't like talking. Exactly. Which is why he mostly grunted. He probably didn't understand a whole lot of English either, but he was fluent in one language. <gasps> and they know what language that was? Yes. And that language what? was Iceland. No, I'm getting... French. French. Mm-hmm. Really? Okay. Yep. Okay. So he could say things like, I'm la du fromage. Probably. And la biblioteca. Wait, no, wait. Voulez-vous coucher avec moi? C'est soir. C'est soir. Apparently, he had a French prayer book in his very few possessions. So the rumors were that he was originally from France or maybe 
French Canada, yes. He was a Quebecois? He was a French fur tracker. Maybe. Possibly. Also, we got the leather. He yeah, wouldn't eat sense. meat on Fridays. Well, so he's Catholic. So they assumed he was he's French, Catholic. so not a shock. His route that he walked was a huge clockwise circle. It was about 365 miles through Westchester, southern Putnam, and western Fairfield counties. And there's a whole bunch of, of cities that he would stop in. Along the way, if you're interested, I think there's like 40 of them. You can I want you to name right now, list every one of them. No. no. I mean, I can list some, but it would be very boring. Because um, if you live in one, I'm sure you already know all about the Leatherman. 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 Uh, so he, that's what he did? He walked this 365-mile loop. Just yep. That's it? Yep. All year long? Yep. How many would he do in a year? Every day. Do they know? What like, How long mean? would it take him to do the loop, the full 365 miles? Um, I will tell you in a moment. Okay. His loop was about 240 miles in, through Connecticut and 125 miles through New York. He could do this entire 365 mile circuit in about a month, mm. a little bit longer. Wow. He'd stop off for supplies and he would return okay. to each town that he would stop in. He had regular stops yeah. every about 34 days. So he's like doing like 12 miles a day. So I mean, he's doing it every single day, he's but he like might a, take some rest here and there. He's so. a weird period. He's what now? <laughs> no, no. <gasps> Werewolf. No, I just threw it out there. I don't he's know why. He's the month. Oh, my monthly's here and a man clad in leather shows up. Yeah. <laughs> That's how you keep track. Sure, mm-hmm. sure. In fact, now there's a, a 10K called the Leatherman's Loop. Oh. Held uh, every, a, a 10k that for 365 miles. I think the organizers of this race do not understand distance. Well, I'm saying you can't have a 365 mile. Absolutely race. can an ultra marathon. That would be. You know what? If you live there, do this now. Start it. Yeah, that would be kind of mm-hmm. nice. Make a TV show about it. Yep. And he was very regular. Oh wait, hold on. Everybody who races has to dress all in leather, weighing at least 60 <laughs> exactly. pounds. Exactly. Can you imagine? Go. If you can do it, they can do it. Normally, if he he was very regular, if he would normally stop at your house at ten, he would be there around ten, hmm. give or take ten five or ten minutes. Wow! On whatever so, day well, he was supposed to arrive. Yeah, then that does imply that he was literally doing every day, or at least he, if he took Sundays off, he'd always take every single Sunday off or something like that, right? Yeah, probably. Huh. And in fact, he was so regular that if he had gotten off schedule for some reason. It was newsworthy, and it would be reported in the news. Well, newsworthy in 1870s, <laughs> yes, because anything was newsworthy. This is 1886, June 23rd, to be example. The New Haven Daily Palladium reported. So that's just one example. Okay. Never mind. I wanted to draw your attention to that, because you're, when we listen to this later on, you're going to be angry at me for not saying something about it when you said, to be example. Instead of yeah, I said that. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. fine. No, it's fine. But I didn't want you to be angry. So right now you're listening, and you're less angry at me than you would have been when we're listening to this after we take this. But it's this. just not funny. No, it's not. But <laughs> that would have example. happened. Positive. For example, sounds like a bot trying to like a bot wrote like an like an essay. To be example, you can see in Exhibit One Three. <laughs> Here's what they reported: The Leatherman passed westward Tuesday, an hour and one half later than usual time. Wow. <laughs> Again, there was nothing that was not newsworthy in the 1880s. Pretty I mean, much, this is pre-internet. I don't even remember that. He 
managed to survive blizzards and hard weather and by, like you said, sleeping in caves and other shelter and building fires. Did no one ever put him up for a night? Let him sleep in the barn or something like that? He would. He stopped by local farmhouses looking for food. And like I said, it was so regular. People usually knew when he was going to arrive. In fact, many women would bake an extra loaf of bread just for him and give it to him. So is that kind of how he lived? Kind of, you know, food and... Pretty much. Okay. He also had... He did have some means of his own. Did he have odd? Did he do like odd jobs? Like he'd fix your toaster or something like no. that in 1886 when no. he didn't have a toaster? Okay. Or even Teach electricity. Teach your child piano. Yes. Would he do that? Nope. Mm. He stunk. And he didn't really, he couldn't communicate very well, obviously. Well, he could teach people French. True. Or at least but French he grunts. Didn't. Oh, oh, oh. I don't think he didn't sound like he wanted to talk to people all that much. Well, yeah. But he'd take their bread he and had sleep in their barn. Places okay. to go, things to do. Right. He had a route. He had a schedule he had to keep to. But there was a woman, Miss Louise Button, Bouton. Mm, go on. She it's was nice, born in 1889. Okay. 1889? Yeah. Oh, well, this is going to get gross. No. This is going to be not. a May, September. May, September? No. This is her recalling oh, that the okay. leather man would come around once a year, always to the east side of the house. He would knock on the leader drain pipe, and mother would give him coffee and some sandwiches. Oh. He would say, thank you so much, lady. In so English. He, he could say that, apparently. Interesting. But he would never look at you. Oh. And she said he was dressed in all in brown leather, mm-hmm. like we know, and that no one was afraid of him. Hmm. Some schools would, as like a motivation for their students to work really hard, would allow the best student to go outside and give him food when he passed on, quote, Leatherman Day. Oh, my God. God. Leatherman Day. So they, they wanted knew. to be the Leatherman <laughs> delivery. I'd be, be like, remember when you wanted to be the AV person when it went, bing, you got to uh, push it forward, push it forward. You got to click yep. the thing and let the film strip go one frame forward. Uh-huh. It's like that, that only once a month. And so he was basically like, you know, a little local celebrity in these towns. I could see how he would have been like a boogeyman. Like he could have, if he ever hurt anybody, he could have easily turned nasty. Or even not hurt anybody. I'm a little bit surprised it didn't turn, they turn him into some kind of a buggy. Because he's different. Everybody fears differentness. Yeah. He was, like like they said, he was very gentle and nice. But Uh, So was Frankenstein before he killed that little girl. So, mm -hmm, it happens. Who? Frankenstein. Oh. The monster, actually. The book. Um, Apparently, though, somewhere on his route, Little, you know, local school kids would were like shouting at him and throwing rocks at and him. That's not cool. And so the so the most aggressive he ever got was like shaking his cane at him. Oh, <laughs> Hell yeah! Except for a few kids who did disappear. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I'm not gonna well suggest anything, but ten different uh, villages in Connecticut actually passed local ordinances that specifically exempted him from. The Connecticut's anti-vagrancy tramp law. Hmm. I guess it was illegal to a, not have a place to live, and wow. just like it is now, yeah, mm-hmm. wander about. So you couldn't wander through. You couldn't wander through town in Connecticut. Nope. No. Nope. Damn. Can't do that now. We don't have a house. <laughs> yeah. But you do. Well, once in 1888. The Connecticut Humane Society actually had him arrested. <gasps> Doesn't sound very humane. Yeah, I think. Well, they had him arrested and 
hospitalized. Oh. I think they were worried what? about him. That he might have been on the spectrum? Well, funny that you say that, because that is what some people think. Well, yeah, special interest doesn't like to talk, think about it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think they were also just worried that, you yeah. know, maybe there was health-wise or something. Or maybe he's getting older by now. It's going to be tough to walk in in the living caves. It's not, caves are not for, caves are for young people. Yep. That's what it, I'm saying. I'm saying, let's make all young people live in caves. I guess <laughs> that's what I'm saying. <laughs> well, so he was hospitalized for a bit, but he was found to be, quote, sane except for an emotional affliction. What is that? And the, and he was released. They need to be a little more specific about that. I don't know what they mean by that. He but do you think they sensitive. meant something? They, it sounds like they, they knew what they meant, but they didn't want to say it. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I don't know. Interesting. Yep. Maybe his heart was broken. Before he started on his wondering, and that's why he started on his wondering. He could have been. Yeah. But they Back said, in Quebecois, he had a little lady named Marie. He they decided, fell in love, and she killed herself. I don't know. I'm, I'm there are, there yeah. are some some stories mm-hmm. about Maybe his, just the possibility like of his background. He just wanted freedom, and apparently he had the money to travel, so he was let out of the hospital and able to go on his way. How he had money, though, nobody really knew. Because nobody ever reported giving him money. Well, investments. Investments and are. <laughs> he stole it from the mutual children he funds. murdered, maybe? I'm, I'm going darker than mutual funds. One local store kept record of his usual resupply order, which he paid for in person huh. when he picked it up. One loaf of bread, a can of sardines, one pound of fancy crackers, Yum. a pie, two quarts of coffee, one gill of brandy. Not sure what a gill is. It's about 14 ounces. I have no idea. I'm just not, <laughs> no one knows. So, And a bottle of beer. Oh. And apparently. How long was that going to last him? Well, it didn't matter probably because it just lasted him however long he needed it to because people would give him food. That's you true. Know? I don't like sardines. No, me neither. Yeah, I don't vibe with fish that come in a can. Yeah. But you know what? He knew he needed his protein. Yep. And also, nobody seems to think that he ever fished or hunted or, you know, got any food on his own. You think he would? You think there'd be some opportunities to get some game out there? Although he's moving all the time, so he couldn't do like traps and things like that. He would not be able to. So there goes the whole French fur trapper thing. I don't think that's happening. And they think the only thing that he ever prepared for himself was coffee. Hmm. Hmm. He would buy beautiful Jamaican Blue Mountain French mm-hmm. Rutley. Well, doesn't make any sense. He had a little French press yes, that he, he carried did. around. <laughs> he did. He was particular about his coffee. Well, um, he also enjoyed tobacco products. Well, that's not cool. Yeah. How European. People Very would give European. him cigarettes and stuff like that. Well, that's a terrible gift. That's maybe the worst gift in the world. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That and meth. Well... On March 24th, 1889, his body was found. Everybody always dies in your stories, Carrie. Well, did you think he might still be alive? (laughs) Yes, I did. People should live forever. (laughs) (laughs) In In a sawmill woods cave in Mount Pleasant. This was on the farm of somebody named George Dell. And apparently, even though he survived... Many a harsh winter, specifically, I think the winter of 1888. Was that a bad was one. brutal. He uh, had not lost any fingers or toes to frostbite. Oh. Damn, oh, leather. Sounds like a life goal. 
And other than his cause of death, he appeared to be in very good health. What was his cause of death? I'll tell you. Oh, lung cancer. He did. They Horse. did do an autopsy. His cause of death. Horse fever. Ooh. Wait, you're not. Let us guess. Okay, guess. Okay, Aaron, go. Um, Murdmoida. Oh, I like sort that. Of I like that. Stabbing, <laughs> blunt force trauma. Human or yeti? Strangulation. Or Sasquatch. Um. Well, maybe it was coordinated yeti. I'm gonna say he died of a broken heart. <gasps> Officially, actually, on his autopsy. <laughs> yep. No, as a matter of fact, he died of mouth cancer. Oh, oh. yeah. So you kind of had it. <laughs> I did. Yes. Initially. From the use of chewing tobacco. Uh, he had like happen. eaten through his cheek. Yeah, and, that's yeah. gross. Ulysses yeah. S. Grant had throat cancer from all that cigar smoking. Yeah. He died of that. So Not not a pleasant way to go. Probably and not now. Did no one notice this on, on the months and years leading up to this? You know, you have, you have kind of a hole in your cheek. I mean, what Leather do you do about it? Do you want to? Yeah, that's true. Well, I'm sure it was on the inside. It didn't go all the way through. Uh are you sure? It can. I know, but I don't think I it assume. did. I assume. So he was about 50 years old. 50? Mm-hmm. And he yeah. probably looked about 75. Oh, I'll show least. you guys a picture. Same. So he was laid to rest at Sparta Cemetery, which is along Route 9 in Ossining. Ossin- ah. That's where the prison is. He was given a headstone, was. which was engraved with final resting place of Jules Borglay. Oh, so someone knew his name. Of Lyons, Lyons, Lyons. France. Huh. Quote, the leather man who regularly walked a 365-mile route through Westchester and Connecticut from the Connecticut River to the Hudson, living in caves in the years 1858 to 1889. That's a lot of engraving. That must have cost that a pretty is. penny. I don't know who paid yeah. for it. That is. How do they know his name? Well... That name was attributed to an article from 1884 in the Waterbury Daily American. However, the day after his death, the Waterbury Daily American retracted <sighs> um, that We report. made it up. We didn't know you were going to put it on his grave and actually etch <laughs> it in stone. Our bad. Somebody made it up. But that headstone remained where it was placed until 2011. His name was Pierre Napoleon. I don't Ooh. know. We don't know French names. That's the... They were doing construction along Route 9, which was just about 16 feet away from the grave. Mm. And they were worried about the you know, safety of people going to the cemetery. And I think probably a lot of people go to his, would go to his grave in particular. And so they decided that they were going to exhume his body and relocate it to a place, you know, further away from Route 9, like in the middle of the cemetery. So it kind of became a big deal. Mm-hmm. And local historians got involved. And they thought, well, hmm, when we dig up the body, how about we can see what's left and do a little testy-testy? This is getting disturbing at this point. What exactly are they trying to test for? DNA. Oh, okay. I see what you mean. D- and That's what Just it stands to for. See to if see if he has any living relatives in the area or something like that. Check on some theories okay. about where he was from. Oh, wait, what I year is this? Right. 2011. Okay, so this is by they they have that technology now. They can say, oh, yeah. you're the Haplo. What is it? The Haplo group or something like that. Haplo they group. say, oh, you're from Western Europe or you're from that kind of thing, right? Like Ancestry does now. Correct. Okay. 
But oh, because one of the theories was, you know, he had Native American mm. ancestry. Mm. Okay. Some one theory was that his grandfather was Native American, and that's why he mm. he lived in caves. You didn't know what everybody in America thinks that one grandparent at least was part Native yeah, American. I know they're all wrong. It's universal, but only for me, it's true. Yeah, not me. Turned out, I was woman. um I was devastated. <laughs> not gonna lie. Yeah, and if it doesn't show up in my DNA, does. It was, it was pretty far back. <laughs> and some people thought that he was from France originally. So a Connecticut state archaeologist named Nick Bellantoni got involved. There was also quite a little movement to not do any forensic testing on his remains. In fact, oh shoot, I should have written it down. There's like a website called Leave the Leather Man Alone Ooh, or okay. something like mm-hmm. that. Where they're just opposed, like he was a very private person in during his life. If he had wanted everybody to know who he was, he would have said, "Hey, nice to meet you. My name's blah blah blah." No, because his mouth hurt really bad from the cancer. Well, so maybe not originally. Yes, yeah, it's freeleatherman.com, I think is what the <laughs> website you're, you're thinking of there. No, it's leave him alone or something like that. Leave okay. leatherman alone. But so anyway, um, so. You know, it could be 12 people for and 12 people against. I don't know how big of a deal it was. <laughs> Probably not huge. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but well, Cynthia and Nick think we should leave them alone. Mm-hmm. But Bob and Stacy, they dig them up and test them. Pretty so heated. anyway, they the state of Connecticut or whoever decided, who's ever um, had jurisdiction over the issue, decided they were going to go ahead and do it. So archaeologist Nick Bellantoni Got his little, you know, scraping, dusting tools that, down sure, there. Sure, No, to, every archaeologist <laughs> listening right now is saying, no, that's spot on. Thanks, Carrie. Thanks for really How yeah. she representing. She's a, she, is she an expert? Is she an archaeologist? We don't know. That's what they do. Oh, We've sure, seen them on sure. movies. Yeah, that's scrapey. Yeah. Oh, we, we saw Bones, yeah. Mm-hmm. Perfectly <laughs> that accurate. That was absolutely accurate. For sure was. I'm assuming they had that grid. You know, yeah, the strings, yeah, strings yeah. And everything. yeah, but that's only one notch removed from the grid and the strings in someone's basement. Yeah, where they're uh, investigating a murder and they're, they're actually pretty insane. Well, anyhow, when they exhumed his grave and started doing some digging, here's what they found some nails and a few animal bones, some nails in, in his coffin, presumably, maybe, maybe not. They're not entirely sure. But Wait, hold on, they dug up. His coffin. Well, they dug up his grave. Oh, and there's no coffin? There's no coffin. Yeah, maybe it decayed. Maybe yeah, they put him in like a wooden box. Cheap pine wood, would that just completely decay? I would. I in don't know. In a hundred plus years? I well mean, over a hundred years. So. Yeah. I but mean, they I didn't find his bones. Just no, a few animal bones. Ooh, he never died. Oh my God, he is still alive. So shouldn't mm. his bones still be there? You would yeah, think. His bones should still be After there. After a hundred years? Oh, yeah. of course. Yeah. And way after. Yeah, 120 years Thousands or of years, yeah. But, yeah, other than that, mm. no no trace of him. Mm. So they said, okay, let's just rebury what we found. Oh, wait a second. Was this before they allowed medical schools to work on cadavers? His body was sold to a medical school so doctors could experiment on it. I'll bet you money. That's my theory. I'm throwing it out there right now. Freeleatherman.com. <laughs> Test that. Ask some, Ask around. Don't you think that would make sense? So they just pretend to bury. They buried like a bag of nails. And like and some of the dirt where they thought this is where his body would have decomposed if it was there. And mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. they did put it in, in another coffin or whatever. 
and they just reburied it for you know further inside of the cemetery. <laughs> they buried dirt, pretending it. it was him. It's not. <laughs> His body was wound up on the cutting room of some illegal yeah. medical student. Damn bastards! How dare they do that to another man? Well, some of the legends that explain where he came from. One of them is that he was French and he was in love with a wealthy French heiress mm-hmm, mm-hmm. who maybe her father had a leather factory or something. Oh, sure. Perfect and, sense. And he was going to marry her. And then one night, I think he was working in the factory. He was like, you know, eventually going to take over or whatever. And he accidentally knocked over a lantern. Absolutely. And the factory Killed burnt down. everyone. Fled the country in embarrassment yeah. and chagrin. That's one story that yeah. the, either her father then would not allow her to marry him or the fire killed her. Yeah, that does not sound made up. That sounds like uh, some solid research went yep. into that. And then he had to flee to America. Another legend is that maybe he was the wealthy Mm-hmm. Frenchman, mm-hmm. and he fell in love with somebody beneath his station, oh. and do that. Yeah, and then his parents had her murdered Whoa. so that he wouldn't marry her. Wow, that, logical next step. Yeah, yes. that got extreme pretty fast there. Yes. So some people think we don't wait. We don't want you to marry this rich guy. That's not no, the norm. His parents. Oh, his parents murdered her. To okay, avoid yes. the scandal of marrying some commoner, Marie. She's Marie in either case, whether she was richer <laughs> or he was rich. So okay. So some people think his restless spirit still haunts mm. the paths along Buckout oh. Road. Oh, so you're going with zombie. That's not medical school. You're going zombie. That's no, why yeah, there's no, no body that would there. Be a zombie. Ghost. No, that'd That's be a zombie. A ghost. His body's not there. He's a zombie. Carrie, he got up, he dug his way out because mm-hmm. he was a zombie. He's been eating brains on that same route ever since. That same 365-mile loop. That's how all those people who have been missing. Let's start a whole internet thing. People are yeah. showing Anybody who's been missing the last 100-plus years, anywhere near this part of the country, they were killed by the zombie leatherman. There is the local historian and author of a book about the leatherman named Dan W. DeLuca. I think he used to be a school teacher or something. He's retired. He's had... Uh, a heart transplant. Okay, I'm not yeah. sure even Dan's wife cares about these details, but please go ahead. <laughs> I don't know if Dan's His married. favorite color is green. <laughs> he likes, I can tell you he more dresses about in Dan. leather. He's a Gemini. He but likes green shirts and blue jeans. He's just a normal guy. He became very um, interested in the leather man mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. so did all kinds of research and has written a book, which I have not read. But you know what the W stands for. But I recommend it. No, I don't. It's Wayne. Right. It's Wayne. But so he took the proceeds or some of the proceeds from the sale of his book to buy the coffin for the leather man's whatever remains or whatever was put mm-hmm. in it, the nails and burial soil. So you paid that entirely from the proceeds of his books? So it was like a $4 coffin or was it? I'm just, I'm kidding, yes. Dan. I'm kidding, Dan. You're obviously. rude. Uh, coffins are expensive. I know. They are. So. Yes. He's in debt. <laughs> And, <laughs> Sorry, Dad. And he, I think he also paid for the new grave marker that now just reads The Leatherman oh. instead of all those fakey, fake things. <laughs> fakey, fake things. Yeah, the fake name and all okay, that. Okay, well, stuff. I am going to go there and carve the word zombie above the word Leatherman and make that a much, <laughs> much, much better. <laughs> You'll be in trouble. Oh. Dan DeLuca will have you arrested if you do that. Dan W. DeLuca. Don't mistake him with the other Dan DeLuca. And 
Dan goes to the grave and he puts pennies on the grave. Wow. And I meant to look it up. What, what, what do you put pennies on the grave Why for? do you put pennies on the grave? I don't know. Is that the rest of the money he got from his book sales? After oh, the coffin? Rude. <laughs> I'm going to go buy Dan's book now. Oh. I'm kidding. So apparently leaving coins on a grave site is a, just a message to their family that somebody has visited. And yes, listeners, Carrie literally just looked that up on her phone <laughs> mm-hmm. just right now. So it's a, it's a soldier thing, though? They, that it's you... that every little blurb that I saw did say soldiers. See, we so. were going to go with the whole River Sticks, the ferryman. Yeah, you'd put thinking. the, you'd pay them off or something yeah. like that. But you know what? They're both good. That's kind of what I thought, too. Or like if the spirit comes, he might need a penny for something. <laughs> now, you know what? That's a third option just as solid. I like that. I don't know. Or... If he his zombie Leatherman comes back to his grave to visit his own grave, he has some cash to buy some brains. Yeah, okay. that's what I was. Well, not brains. That. Okay. Um, there are a couple of songs oh. written about him. Please sing them. One acapella by Pearl Jam. <gasps> what? As a matter of fact, really? I think it's called the Leatherman. Okay. Another one. The man cometh. <laughs> let's, hear, let's hear a little bit. I, I don't know. know. I don't know. Damn it. No. I didn't look it up either. There's also a Finnish song. Okay. But of course, that refers to him, obviously not in English, but in Finnish, calling him the New England Leatherman. Okay. So they said they'd throw in and screw his name up. That's great. Great. Thank you, Finland. Appreciate that. <laughs> Was he ever in New England? That's Connecticut's in New yeah. England. Oh. Close enough. Actually, literally in New England, but that's okay. Well, is New York New England? No. Okay, so he spent a lot of time in New York, too. We call him the Upper Northeast Leatherman here. Tri-State Area Leatherman. (laughs) (laughs) So that is about it. Isn't that interesting? That is interesting. I think I've some vague, super vague, years and years and years ago read about that somewhere. Yeah. It, it had that little deja vu feel when you yeah. first started talking really? about it. Yeah. I've never heard of it before. Yeah, me neither. I couldn't, I mean, like, honestly, 25 years ago. And yeah. Just the, I, the, the whole, he did that loop over and over and over yeah. again for the whole, his whole life, basically. I mean, I know. he never really left anywhere else. No, not really his whole life. Well, from, wait, 1858, so when he was 19 to when he died, that's most of it. Right, didn't you say 1858? His whole adult that? life, and he was yeah. born in 1839. Around there, yeah. Or, or Eight, no, spotted no. first spotted in 1857, so he was 18 years old. Yeah, yeah. Why was he not drafted into the war? I guess they couldn't find him. He didn't have a permanent address, so they well, couldn't draft him. Well, and also he was an American, so yeah. Um, didn't really matter. Well, yeah, I don't know. It is interesting. I'm assuming he's French, obviously. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or he could be from another European country that speaks French. I am not French. I'm Belgium. Yeah, he's so. like an Austrian, Swiss. Mm. No, nope, nope. Nice try. Though. Some par- parts of Italy, and because he had the French prayer book. Yes. And they also think that his footwear was kind of a French style. Oh, French leather, which is weird. Okay. They, they saw were, it in French Vogue. Yes, they did. They were like wooden on the bottom, and uh, then, which can't be comfortable. No, to walk in. No, I would not think. He also carried around a bag that had leatherworking equipment in it, mm. like scissors and awls, 
wedges a small axe, an and extra had, axe head. Didn't he have an Aeropostale uh, t-shirt, I believe, or a backpack, mm-hmm. I think, right? Yeah. And they thought, that sounds French. Oh, yeah. That's my understanding. Definitely yeah. French. But also, that bag would be heavy. That and would. carry that with him yeah. wherever he went. And he carried it in, inside of it. His subscription to We Magazine was another <laughs> indication of his mm-hmm. French. So anyhow... He uh, subscribed to Le Monde, That's I believe. That's my interesting story. Thank you, Carrie. The Leatherman. The Leatherman. Yeah. yeah, and I'll post a picture of it for you guys. You guys want to, well, you want to see a picture so yeah. you can talk about it? Yeah. And I am going to actually probably title it The Zombie Leatherman just to piss you off. Not nice. Well, okay. What do you mean not nice? No. It's almost a certainty given the fact his body was not in the grave. It has to have been a zombie. I know it is weird that the that there was nothing there, don't you yeah. think? It is weird. Maybe someone took it. Well, like a grave I, robber. Oh, there you go. Yeah, to sell to a medical college. Yeah. Exactly. It was still happening then. Wasn't oh, yeah. It? Oh, wow. Yeah, his oh, mouth was pretty that? messed up. Oh, so that's got to be right before he died then, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. Wow, that outfit looks his so fingers thick. fingers look puffy like he's got high sodium levels. He does. Well, all those crackers. But yeah, that is a look. <laughs> Fancy crackers. I want crackers. those pants. Yeah. Uh, those pants look like they weigh 100 pounds by themselves. Super thick. They do. Yeah. That's I like the hat, though. The hat's cool. Does he have like a crutch? Is that a crutch or a, a cane, cane or something? Okay. It just looks like a walking stick. Hmm. But yeah, his mouth does look very messed up. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Somebody yeah, was... Yeah, there's yeah, tumors. That's not a good look. He yeah. looks angry. So you'd think when they took him into the hospital, they would have done something about that. No, no. But oh, he can't. Cost money. I think his hands look normal. His hands look normal. Well, we think he has the sodium build up. So yeah, if he put a <laughs> ring on, he yeah, wouldn't be able to get it off. Never get it off. It'd just be... Well, thanks, Carrie, yeah. for the story of the Leatherman, the wandering You're welcome. French person who became eventually a zombie and ate brains. Is how we're gonna. Oh, see, here's that. a picture of him. He must be a little bit younger. Yeah, he is. That hair looks French as fuck. <laughs> I, he may have just taken his hat off, and otherwise. No, yeah, that no, is a French His beard. mouth looks way yeah. better. That's true. You know, his beard is fairly decently coiffed. I'm going to yeah. support him and come to his defense on that, Carrie. Yeah. You said it wasn't earlier. I think his beard looks great. Looks better uh, than most people you would see in a microbrew right now today. Yeah. yeah. Your beard is dry as fuck. Or people who use the pandemic as a reason to never touch a hair on their yeah, head. Yeah, that doesn't make a lot of sense. You, you know who you yeah. are. Yeah, I cut my own hair, bitch. You Does do. it look good? No. <laughs> I cut my hair a lot, and I got to tell you, this last time I cut my hair is the best haircut I've ever had. I love it. She's just insulted everyone. (laughs) I know, but you, but I'm perfect. She's both sounded a little bit arrogant there, and she's insulted an entire class of salonists. Is that a word? Thanks a lot, Carrie. I mean, you know. Is Supercut's going to sponsor us now? I doubt it, They've Carrie. Done what, so. what I asked fucked them to up do. our great clip <laughs> really sponsorship. <laughs> Thanks. I never said put my hair in a ponytail and just cut it off. You never said that? No. That's right. If Next they had done that, then they would have given me a great haircut like I did to myself. Flobby. You are not supposed to. <laughs> yeah, this is wrong. That's how I did. Look it up. There's no, all kinds of we're videos. We're not going to look it up, Carrie. Of women putting their hair in ponytails. We're decent human beings. We're not going to do and that. And they tell you, if you're going for this look, do your ponytail this way. Okay. All right. This podcast is veered <laughs> into a self-cutting pot. Wait, hold on. All right. Thank you, Carrie, for the story of the Leatherman, the you're zombie welcome. Leatherman. We will get you next time. No, it's not good. Well, you know what I mean. <laughs> Thanks for listening, Deborah D. Okay, <laughs> just Deborah. Just Deborah. Jo- everybody else, don't fuck yourself. But Deborah, no, D- that's not true. Okay, all right. This is dedicated if, to Deborah. If, if you no give one us a else. good review or send us an email, 
You'll be next. Are you talking to everybody now? Yeah. Okay. Yep. All right. No, that's just for Deborah. <laughs> just, all right. No one else. <laughs> Bye. Bye.